At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Yeah. You said, I think. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't purposeful. wasn't like ants no. for breakfast. No. I think I might have ants in my car. Mm. And, and so in response, you're eating them? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I, had a, I, I decided to eat my breakfast sandwich on the drive over to the studio. And so I had the wrapper kind of in my lap or whatever. And then I would set the sandwich down and then pick it up and eat my next bite set sandwich as I drove in. So I got to the driveway and I was like eating my last bite, but I paused for just a split second and on the wrapper was an ant. And then I put the bite in my mouth. And so as I'm chewing my final bite, I'm wondering if I had just eaten like the other ants that mm, were probably mm-hmm. on the wrapper. Probably. You've eaten many ants before, I'm sure. But not thinking that, not actively thinking about it. Sure. And so, it, how do you, so what part of this is a bad experience for you? Is it ending an ant's life? Or is it the actual ingestion of the material that an ant is made of? The second one first, the first one second. Okay. In that order. And also it completely changed the final bite of my food because the entire time I'm chewing it, I was wondering if I was chewing up a little ant. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking, what if I didn't chew it, but it's like dying in my digestive juices. And so this beautiful final, like the best part of my breakfast sandwich, which is usually the final bite, you know, end on a good note. Yeah. Was completely tainted by just the possibility but can't you intellectually go okay that's 
in the past. It, my body knows how to process it. Like I'm not in any danger. No, it's not about danger. It's about grossness. <laughs> well, but what? But that's my question. This yeah. is my question. Yeah. Why is grossness such a negative? I don't know. Like, here's the thing. If it was a booger mm-hmm. in my thing, would that change it? I don't know. I yeah. like if, if someone sneezed on it. I probably would just be like, oh, I'm just going to pretend like none of your snot got on my sandwich. So let's talk. Let's, but I think it's because it's a little creature. Let's talk evolutionary theory here for a second. The evolutionary theory is that we are apt to be scared or grossed out by things like that because in a less clean environment, those are the kind of things that do harm us. You know, the idea of food that's spoiled or, you know, something infested. Yeah. Germ, like our, our, you know, idea of germs or those things, you know are real in a non-clean environment. But in our environment, we're not really at risk. So we should be able to let go of the quote-unquote grossness of a lot of this stuff. I know, but I but think it's, just it's ingrained because it's in a us. bug. Right, yeah. just like eating crickets or something. Even high, high in protein, can take care of you. Sure. Can, can Entire replace. cultures eat them as like chips. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, all I can think of is their little legs. <laughs> just are twitching. So... So that uh, happened this morning. That nice. Was, I did save a moth this morning, though. So, like, there's a balance here. Uh-huh. So I may have eaten an ant, but I but you also saved a, saved a moth yes. from dying in my house. Yes. Without access. Although I did release it you're, outside where it's cold. So your your good place balance is staying <laughs> where it needs uh, to be. Have you caught up? No, I still haven't caught up with a good place. That's great. I really it's the great need, place. I really want to. I I keep going to youtube to watch my dungeons and dragons shows yeah yeah those will take you a while yeah yeah for sure so well you want to do a show oh nah okay would you rather shoe a doe oh no oh i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke i thought you picked up on what i was putting down no hey listen we what what were you putting on what were you picking up i said it the right way to begin with i said do a show oh and you said no because i Mm. thought you were you were hip to my groove Mm-mm. And then I said, shoe a doe. And you were like, nope, still no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, you know, we came into the studio. We prepped for the show, mm-hmm. uh, which today we're doing a uh, peruse the peruse news. Peruse the news. I got my articles ready to go yeah. and then didn't read them. So oh, so you still have to read your articles. I still, well, or, you know, we could do the show and I could do the uh, scan read. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I got excited to talk about the ant and I jumped uh, right to the microphone. <laughs> uh, Here's what we'll do. Why? Here's what we'll do. Uh, in our reality, we're going to pause for five minutes while I just make sure that I know what these articles really are about. But All for right. you, it'll only ble- be a split second and we'll be right back. All right. Or, or Aaron, you could spend the next five minutes apologizing nope. to our audience for not being here in the feed for a few weeks. Being here in the feed. Yeah, we haven't updated Shoe the Doe feed for a few weeks. I mean, it's two weeks. Oh. We just missed a week. I thought we missed two weeks. No. We missed two. We 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 had an episode. We missed a week. We had an episode. We missed a week. So we missed two weeks, but there was an, but it was, oh, okay. it's almost like we're doing an episode every two weeks at Sorry this point. Sorry about that. <laughs> we were traveling. Okay. I'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. I'm ready. Thea doesn't take too long. I just had to quickly. You forgot like, to make a return noise. Yeep, hi. <laughs> I'm back. Nice. Uh, well, good. Now I can do my story time now that you're back. Okay. Uh, before we head into uh, Peru's. I am so distracted today. I just need to be honest about that up front. Okay. Like I have a couple things going on in my life that are 
fairly momentous things for me. And so I'm just really distracted by them. One is tomorrow I leave for Los Angeles because Netflix is flying me out there to a premiere uh, to hang out with like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Martin Scorsese. Uh, so that's heavy on my brain. Like it was like Christmas. I couldn't get to sleep last night is how excited I am about this thing because it's going to be fun. So you're going to go hang out with Al Pacino and yeah. And Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro. Yeah. I wonder like, are you going to what in a small room? Because these the last time Netflix did something, it wasn't like it was huge. Like, the oh, no. Yeah. There's just be about 100 awards. of us or so. Yeah. Hanging out. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So and it's going to be like um, press conference style. And so they're going to randomly choose 10 to 15 people to ask questions. And you're going to use so your height to your I'm, advantage. I'm prepping. Well, it's rant. They're pulling probably pulling them out of a hat or something. I don't know. I don't know. If it's if it's based on sight, all you have to do is sit up straight. You're <laughs> you're going to be the one that catches their eye. Good. Well, I, I'm just I'm deba- practice your smile. I'm debating my uh, okay, practice your smile. I am smiling. This is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Never looks like I'm smiling. Uh, the other thing is even more immediate, which is my new phone gets delivered today. Today at any point. The phone. Your Pixel 4. Yes. Oh, no. It has been two years that I've been waiting for this. So. Oh, no. I've been I've been trying to contemplate whether or not I'm going to get a new phone Mm -hmm. because I'm really tempted by the Pixel 4. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think I think I should be patient and just use the one. This is what I. I, Yeah. I for me, two years is my limit. Like, I mean, here's the thing. A phone costs like a thousand dollars. If you get one that's a larger screen and more storage. Right. It's a thousand dollars. Which I don't need the more storage. So mine ends up being around 800. Like that's like you're going to spend a thousand dollars for access to a phone for a year. It's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess mine's been like 14 months. So. Well, you're getting close enough then. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> All of a sudden, I jumped shoulders. I was a little angel on your shoulder, and I was like, no, I like it over here better. That's me spending $71 a month at this point just to use this device. Yeah. And that's not even access to, like, you know, the features of the internet access and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just wild. Well, for the first time, our family is buying phones outright. We're done. Um, on the plans. On the plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm Good so excited yeah. because it completely taints your idea of what it costs to have, especially for a family, yeah. a phone plan. You know, we're paying upwards of, you know, seven two, million, two hundred and fifty to three hundred bucks a month, dollars a month, you know, for my family. But a lot of that is because we're paying monthly on our phones yeah. and it hides the pain of how much a phone actually costs, like what you were talking yeah. about in purchasing this phone. I'm feeling that I'm like, OK, this is the amount of money. It actually takes to buy this phone. How do you feel about that? How does that affect the budget? I think that's healthier, right? Like it just, it feels better to me to do it this way. So, yeah. So I don't know. Well, congratulations. I'm excited. Yeah. So if I have to like, if I have to jump up and just run and just run to the door, not diarrhea. No, (laughs) wouldn't be running to the door for that. Well, I'd be running to a different door. You'd be running through the door of the studio (laughs) to get to another door. It would look the exact same. (laughs) It would look the same to you. It's not like I'm going to follow you if you run out, unless there's a major problem. (laughs) Like, if you, I guess if you got up and you ran out of the room, I would hope that if it was because there's some danger in the room, you would be like, get out now. <laughs> but if you just do it without any context, I probably would just be like, all right, I guess he has a, something going on in his intestines. Yeah. I get that. Um, I'm super glad that that is not the case. Uh, At least not that we know of. No. Of course, did you eat any ants? Because I'm expecting that maybe <laughs> I'm going to have some sort of internal issue. You know what would cure that for you? Some ant acid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
do this? Insane, insane, insane. Uh, well, I'm excited to do the show with you today. Yeah, uh, for sure. We love shoe in the dough with you guys. Today's going to be a peruse the news. This is where uh, Aaron and I have gone into our news feeds and found some things of interest mm-hmm. to discuss back and forth together. Yes. So who's going to start today? Um, well, you're going to start with okay. the little doot doots. Oh, I mean, gosh, we get, it's, it's peruse so the long. news. We got to do the doot doots. Should we do like the... <laughs> <laughs> song is that? I don't, it's just... Okay. Studio DNA presents peruse the news. Crap, I lost all my air. Listen, if you make flatulent oh, no. sounds during your doot doots, I lost my if you air. make toot toots during your doot doots, I'm going to lose oh, it. Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I got it back real quick. You did, you did I so good. I got it back so fast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's try again. <laughs> Studio DNA presents Peru's The News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and Danae. It's us. You all right? Good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Can't put the toot toots in the doot doots. No, that should be my new... Um that should be my new bumper sticker That's on my t-shirt. Car. That's my new t-shirt. Sorry, I put the toot toots in your doot doots. All right, so who's going first? You, go ahead. <laughs> lead, us the, lead us the way there. Well, I, I kind of wanted to uh, preface a little bit of my perusing of the newsing because, listen, the news is just a terrible place. There's a lot of really horrible things that happen all the time. And it used to be, you know, with our jobs with radio, we were constantly looking at the news to find things like relevant things to talk about that were yeah. happening in the world yeah. today. And we're not scared about talking about the series things says Aaron <laughs> we've done it on this show before <laughs> we've talked politics we've talked war we've yeah. talked all sorts of stuff yeah. but you know it isn't the main goal of what we're doing here no, and we so we you know as you guys know we put our radio show on the shelf uh several months back like 10 months now we're almost like full year without done, yeah. yeah without being on the the fm dial yeah and so i don't go to my news feed as often anymore so when i go there it's just a lot of it's mm. instead of it being See, little still, doses why and do drips, I keep, is it twitter is that why i'm still more aware of what's going on so i joined twitter more you know i've been more engaged in twitter since uh joining this, the team at cinema mm-hmm. and so i'm on you know they're engaging with fans and things like that and i have seen incredibly disturbing news stories there because it's kind of like the ones that are most jarring really get to the top i do see a lot of positive stuff too and i try yeah. to like retweet that yeah, and totally stuff. um and so anyways this morning as we were like looking through our stuff i just sort of took a moment and I was like, you know, part of me wants to uh, like children being murdered and war and, you know, just like de- devastating stuff. And mm-hmm. and part of me just wants to go, you know what? Let's just not look at the news anymore. Let's just live in a fantasy bubble of happiness and Disney, which is where I grew up and mm-hmm. the extended childhood I tried to keep for myself. And so I don't know. I just kind of realized that the, that's not healthy and it's OK to like look uh, and be aware of what's going on and be educated and kind of know. Yeah. yeah. And also be aware of how dangerous the world is and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's not this show. Like, <laughs> we want to keep it light. For the most part, yes. So the first the first one that I found was about a Dutch farm of a family that has spent the last nine years hiding from society. And I was like, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> 
So uh, the story comes from. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is kind of like uh, the real life Brendan Fraser movie, like where he comes out of the bunker after. Oh, what was that show? Uh, Kim. Um... Happy Girl Comes Out of the Bunker. <laughs> oh, yes. Happy Girl Comes Out of the Bunker show. You're thinking of uh, the, the, uh, the Incredible, the incredible happy, Kim, happy Kim girl, Possible. Possible. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> hey, that's the end of the theme song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does this happen? I don't know. Because that was not on purpose. Uh, so this is a Dutch police. They recently discovered a 58-year-old man and five young adults living in a, quote, small locked place on an isolated farm in the wow. province of Drenthe. Uh, they had allegedly never left the farm in the last nine years and were waiting for the end of time. So this has kind of shocked the community because uh, as people are learning about the family that's lived here, they're like the postman realized, yeah, I haven't delivered mail there in a long time. And the neighbors are like, yeah, I guess I've only ever seen maybe one person out there. But they didn't realize that there was an entire family living in isolation. Um, there's a nearby village uh, of Ruiner World. Ruinerwold? I, it's it looks like the world ruiner and then walled. So I okay. know I'm not saying it correctly and I apologize. But anyways, uh, one day this young guy who's like 25 years old sort of like stumbles into the local pub of this little nearby village. He downs like five or six beers and he's super scraggly looking like really tattered clothes, disgusting beard. And he just looks like really dazed and wide eyed and, and sort of like in shock. So the bartender strikes up a conversation with them and he ends up saying that he has brothers and sisters who live on the farm and that he was the eldest and he was tired of living that way and that he thinks that they need help. So then the police got involved and kind of went out. I found this article really interesting, not only for the story and just, you know, the choices that we have as people to stay engaged or to isolate. And again, that's what I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, why I kind of yeah. gravitated toward this article. So sorry to get a little deep on you. I promise <laughs> I've got funny stories. You never went later. under a bunker, though. <laughs> that's true. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, by the way. Uh, yes, that's it. Thank yep. you. Yeah. We were in a bunker, technically, for our <laughs> well, first that's studio. True. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. But what I found that was really interesting is um, they had on this article linked a YouTube video from, and this is all in Dutch, so I like legit can't read it, but it is a... If I'm understanding correctly, a six and a half minute video of drone footage of their like farm. And I'm thinking this would not be allowed in the U.S. Mm -hmm. right? We have rights. You know, you can't just like post a, vi a video of my house and the layout of my land on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But this is legit a drone flying over their property, zooming in. And so the the weird part of me that's like watching it going, what is this? Oh, my gosh, I'm invading someone's privacy just by watching this video. <laughs> right. At the same time, I'm like, I wonder if some, you know, person that's going to pop out of the bushes or something, right. something like that. So I found that to be really interesting too, just like the juxtaposition of like what people can do in different countries and yeah, you know. as far as what's legal and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was recently a rescue that a, a drone was responsible for. A little boy was missing and a drone found him. Whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I want a drone. I've wanted one for a long time, but they're pretty incredible. Yeah. There's some artists I follow, some musicians I follow who take, you know, they have like a, their own team of people that sort yeah. of like take video footage and mm -hmm. uh, for promotions and stuff. And they'll just pop up a drone and show like aerial footage of the crowds and that's just yeah. neat stuff. Yeah. As long as you know the laws, you know, which I don't. I don't either, <laughs> but it's a whole thing. And it's pretty cool. So anyhow, I found that story to be very, very interesting. I hope that the family is okay and it's not one of those nightmare stories. 
Um, I think people who are survivalists are really fascinating because I sort of pretend like I want to be one. And then as I get older, I realize it's just too much work and I just want to be in my happy house and play (laughs) video games. So yeah, you got to find the balance somewhere. somewhere. Uh, My first one keeps us over in uh, that neck of the woods over in kind of Scandinavia area. Uh, Traffic lights worldwide set to change after Swedish engineer saw red over getting a ticket. Oh, no. So his name is Mats Jarlstrom, and he was in Oregon, and his wife was actually driving and stopped at a left turn. And it turned yellow and she kind of had to wait to get out there and turn or whatever. Well, by the, I've ti- done that before. By the time she got out there and turned, the light mm-hmm. had turned red as she was turning. I think it said like uh, it was a camera system where they uh, send tickets based on. Oh, yeah. Just took a quick snapshot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. if, if you're beyond this line then you're getting a ticket. Right, right. Well, they said she got a ticket by like 0.18 seconds or something like that, you know, kind of thing. And he took it to court and said it wasn't yellow long enough, this kind of stuff. They actually countersued him for claiming he was an engineer and they said he wasn't. And they fined him like thousands of dollars for falsely claiming he was an engineer or something like that. What? Yeah, ridiculous stuff. But he is an engineer and he turned in a scientific paper uh, based on traffic patterns and all this kind of things like his this sent him into like his his, you know, mathematical engineering hole to figure this out. And now because he's actually figured out the math of it and the engineering of it, uh, lights around the world are going to be yellow for about tw- uh, about a second and a half longer. Uh, so it's kind of this really fascinating story about how, you know, those uh, injustices turn us to do something pretty amazing. So they, they gave him back his fine because obviously he is an engineer. Oh, my gosh. And uh, and yeah. And now lights are going to be yellow a little bit longer, which I say, hooray. I. I'm kind of like that was a moment for someone to do like evil genius. And when you started that story, what I thought you were going to say was he like hacked into our mainframe <laughs> and he's going to change all the lights to get back at the man, which he kind of is. Yeah. But it's not. But it's because he's right. It's because he's right. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be extended from 3.2 seconds uh, to 4.5 seconds based on his equations. And I love this. I, I think this is great because I too have been in that left turn position specifically where because people are trying to get through the yellow coming straight, you know, you don't have a lot of time to get out there and turn. So, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it too because I'm one of those people. In fact, let's just make all the lights yellow always and just Ooh. let people sort it out at the intersections. We've we've proven to be really great at that stuff as humans. You know, let's... <laughs> Let's talk too about uh the the whole zipper merge thing. Like we can oh, do yeah. better as people. Yeah, you got to travel with me recently and hear my zipper well, merge rant. But here's the thing: I've traveled with you a lot. Yeah, but usually I'm driving. Yes, that's so true. You can kind of like disengage in a way. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time you've driven, mm-hmm. and so you were in a different mindset. I think like you had to, you had a lot more to talk about. Well, I was driving. Driving was, is a different mindset than passenger. Yeah, but I mean, like you were actually vocalizing about your thoughts on traffic patterns. Which, <laughs> Usually you don't do. Uh, Let me just say, if you're one of those people who rides the person in front of you so that nobody can get in, you are the problem. Yeah. You should always leave a couple car lengths between you and the person in front of you in heavy traffic so that people can zipper merge. We had an interesting experience because we were in a a rental vehicle that had something called radar radar, uh, cruise control. Yeah, radar cruise control. And we couldn't figure out 100% what was going on. Once I figured it out, I loved it. Yeah. When I was trying to figure it out, I was was getting angry. It was so confusing. Yeah. (laughs) 
But essentially, there was like a button that you could press and it would automatically slow down if someone came over into your lane to create distance between yourself and the car in front of you. Yeah. And you could choose whether it was one, two or three. Which I didn't know at first. Car length. Yeah. So we were like seven miles behind each car going, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So to start off, we were at least three car lengths. Yeah. Uh, behind. At least. And what, what's really cool, what I really came to love about it is you can put it on cruise control. And you never have to do that thing where, oh, I've not got to take it off cruise control because this person isn't going. It just it would adjust based on the person in front of you, which I really liked. Uh, But you do have to play it a little closer just because people when you're that far away, they think they should go around you. And and then and then they're coming around and then you slow down and then you slow down even more. So it's like now we're six states (laughs) behind that bad. (laughs) It felt a little bit, but it did feel psychologically so, of course, Aaron and I are having a psychological discussion while driving. Yeah. And then he figured he could push a button and then we would say two car lengths. And that seemed to be OK with yeah, everyone seemed, around. Yeah, us. that seemed to be a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I very much, very much am in favor of the zipper merge. So uh, my next one is about uh, snakes. So uh, trigger warning for you guys. If you don't like snakes, skip ahead just a little bit. So this is the title of this one is from the Huffington Post says thieves steal duffel bag full of rare snakes. And then the under Live snakes. Yeah. But so then, then like, you know, it's like the, the main title and then like the little teaser word that well, I'm just still so. stuck on duffel bag full of snakes. OK, so well, let me add more yeah, to it. No, go ready? For it. The owner of the snakes left them in the parking garage while giving a presentation. So this is like one of those wildlife people who goes and does like talk shows or classroom. Yes. Uh, things. Yeah. And apparently he put them down a duffel bag of snakes. While he went to go retrieve his car uh-huh. and and then some thief saw swag laying around. Ooh, what's in this duffel bag? Grabbed him and ran. And I mean, obviously opened him up to find snakes later. Now, <laughs> in, like in my imagination, I think of like unzipping a duffel bag and they're just loose in there, like yeah, in this yeah. writhing sort of, yeah. you know. What else would it be? Individually packaged no. snakes. In a duffel bag? How would you individually package your snakes in a duffel bag? But if they're, why would you leave them all just uncoiled and whatever-y? Because they're snakes. And that's how you're you're carrying them around in a duffel bag. Uh, The guy's name is Brian Gundy. He breeds and sells reptiles through his business. The business name, Aaron, you're going to love this. Okay. For goodness snakes. (laughs) You just got a notification. Is that your phone here? No, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. I want to honor that because when the time comes, guys, this show doesn't matter. Um, so he was giving a presentation at Martin Luther King library in San Jose. And like I said, he left them there and when he returned the duffel bag containing three pythons and a lizard was gone. Three pythons and a lizard. So I'm assuming that they weren't all just loosey goosey. Yeah, that lizard's got to be protected somehow, I'm guessing. <laughs> and then I think of like huge pythons. I don't think of little ones. You know well, they I mean? are known for being very large. So like how big was his duffel bag is my question. Yeah. Uh, they were later found in a dumpster and they were fine. But he is worried about the safety of other reptiles out there. Listen, if you're worried, don't leave him in a parking garage. Right. right. Like just he did file a police report. He's hoping that there are surveillance cameras and that he can find the thief. But I'm like, dude, you got your snakes back. Learn your lesson. Don't leave a duffel bag full of, you know, your favorite creatures just yeah. laying around. You have a uh, scary animal phobias. Yeah. Uh, do snakes bother you? Um, a little bit. There's a little bit that gives me a, a heebie-jeebie feel. Sure. Uh, and uh, but 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 yeah, no, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it depends. You I, didn't really grow up in I a can, I can look, rural area. I can look at them and not panic. 
But if I really start to think about them a lot, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not comfortable. OK, so I think the answer is probably yes. The more I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I, gr- I grew up going to my grandparents house and they have this property with a lot of wooded area and there were mm-hmm. always snakes. Yeah. There. And uh, I just I didn't I never grew up fearing them because right. those snakes were harmless. Well, um, uh, there are there there are some very dangerous ones in the Ozarks. Well, the further so. south you get, the, yeah. the the more the dangerous snakes are. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a diamondback. Uh, I think we were in Florida, and it was a pretty big diamondback. And I was like, "Oh, that's dangerous!" <laughs> like, did but, you just know instinctively? Well, when it's rattling at you and showing its fangs, <laughs> curled, coiled up, it's saying, "Hug me." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I did. Oh. And that's that's when you became uh, immune to all snake venom. That's right. I'm now snake man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one is kind of like a uh, nice little tip for you. Okay. okay. Since most of us have smartphones. Okay. Uh, activating dark mode on your smartphone uh, smartphone could increase your battery battery life up to thirty percent. Heck yeah, man. I knew that uh, brand new experiment was done. Do you know it was that much? I knew it increased battery life, but the fact that your phone will die when a phone in dark mode still has 30% battery, that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, think I knew that a oh. lot of people, I knew that percentage instinctively. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people activate dark mode just because they like, they think it's easier on the eyes, those kind of things. But yeah, it really does save your battery life. So I recommend it. I also just think it's more aesthetically pleasing. I I haven't decided yet. I activated it for battery reasons and I still not sure I like how it looks. Yeah. I like the, I like the bright, like the whites and the grays and I don't know. That's more aesthetically pleasing to me. I think a dark gray is better than a black. Yeah. But it's all better than white. Yeah. No, this I don't is a agree. Really interesting conversation we're having right now. <laughs> um, my final one is about a pumpkin. Um, maybe I'm drawn to this because we're in pumpkin season. I love pumpkins. I think they taste amazing. Pumpkin pie is one of my favorites. Also, I have went to a pumpkin, pumpkin pie patch. Con- have you had a pumpkin pie concrete? Oh wait, you're you're lactose intolerant. Sorry. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about my my lactose intolerance. I have tried Just, a pumpkin pie concrete. It's always on the signs at Andy's Frozen Custard. It's, they're so good. It's the, whatever their specialty is, it slays me. When I'm trying to eat healthy, the Andy, oh, like Andy's so signs, I need to have some sort of like, this is why I want to be uh, bionic, right? Mm-hmm. I want my eyes mm-hmm. to be able to blur out certain things in my vision. <laughs> It's just like blur out all the stupid specialty treats that are on these signs that just call to me well, like pumpkin pie concrete. Yeah. I, if you ever are, con- like, I, I know Andy's frozen custard is in a lot of places now, yeah, but yeah, they've grown pretty. Um, if you haven't ever been to one and you kind of come to this neck of the wood, definitely <sighs> Man, try is it good. You're lactose intolerant and you'll even risk it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I can usually handle about three bites and then I, I know I, my body won't process it very yeah. well. So I have to kind of stop, but. But thank you for reminding me that that's there. I'll have to ask Justin if he wants one and then and have a bite and have several bites oh, of his, so good. which is his least favorite thing that I do. So <laughs> good. Uh, title of this one this is from CNN Travel um, says he grew a 910 pound pumpkin and then used it as a boat. <laughs> this, so this is a Danae story if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I love this story and I love the pictures along with it. Uh-huh. A very happy farmer. Well, it's interesting. He designed it almost like a kayak where it completely encircles you. 
Like it almost like how did he even get in there? It's, it's because it's a nine hundred and ten pound pumpkin, and no, so he hollowed I mean, out the inside. And right, then it, it, it but the just hole imagined, is just barely big enough for his waist. Well, yeah, he can't m- make it a different shape. It's going <laughs> to stay the shape of a pumpkin. Um, and so he his whole kind of his name is Justin o- uh, Ombi Ombi. Yes, and his quote unquote dream is to one day have a pumpkin over a thousand pounds. And I found this really interesting for many, many reasons, um, probably because in the farming communities, you know, you go to like fairs and you get ribbons and, you know, you kind of get sure. like pumpkin clout or whatever. <laughs> yes. Which is not a disease. No. Sounds like one. <laughs> it does. Um, he said that he's been trying. The, the largest he was able to get before was like 210 pounds. And so he got up to 900. Well, it says he bought a, an extra special seed in May. That was from last year's record-breaking pumpkin pumpkin that was grown in Tennessee that weighed more than seventeen hundred pounds. Wow! So I'm guessing there's like a genetic trading yeah. community where like maybe you have to pay extra. How much for does like, that cost for a you know? It's kind of like the like uh, horses. That's exactly what I made me think of. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Where like you know this if, pumpkin sired a, a yes. nine hundred <laughs> pound pumpkin for this guy. So sired a boat. Just imagine this world. So so every day he would go out and he would water it and he would like cover it with a blanket when it got cold and he would like flick off beetles to make sure that they weren't eating. So he right. cared for this thing to make sure that it grew to be a, a, a happy pumpkin. And then they had to get it up onto the back of a truck bed that had, you know, one of the specialty, you know, weighers back there. And wow. so then they realized, you know, he had gotten to 910 pounds. And listen to this. He, he could have taken it to the fair and probably would have won, but the family had already made plans to go on vacation during that time. Oh. So he knew that he couldn't take it there, so he did the next best thing. He made he, a boat out of he it. He hollowed <laughs> it out, got the seeds out, and put it in the pond. <laughs> and paddled it around the pond. And at the very end of this article, it said... Last month, pumpkin boat races were held in Morton, Illinois, where participants had to paddle their way across a lake while sitting in a fi- in 500 pound pumpkins. So this is a thing. This is a thing. Yeah. A thing I've never known about. But suddenly I would love <laughs> to slide inside of a pumpkin and just go paddling around in a pond. That sounds like so much fun. Well, all you got to do is buy the seed and take care of it and are you trying to look up how much a seed would cost uh looks like uh sixteen hundred dollars for a seed wow uh is it maybe at the top end right so yeah well that's incredible i definitely did not expect that it would be that much money but at the same time i mean he probably could have fed like six families well, or something with but also thing. if it's like horses or breeding or those kind of things, you got to figure also when he cleared those seeds out of his big pumpkin, those have got to be worth something, right? Like right, did he sell yeah. his own pumpkin seeds? Like, oh, and that's the thing. Pumpkin seeds are yummy. So then you have to decide whether you want to <laughs> sell like caviar them or at that eat point. them. <laughs> An expensive dish. So that was my, that was my final one today. Uh, all right. I will go to my final one then. Uh, Americans still believe these old wives tales help their health. Now, first of all, I just want to say I'm opposed to the phrase old wives tales. I think we need uh, a different phrase. I'll oh, be back. Like, oh, Aaron, is it here? Oh, he's gone. Like, listen, you. I'm going to keep the show going. This is just what I'm going to do because, I, I mean, you know, if we were doing a live show right now, you would be feeling very abandoned. And so my instinct has kicked in and I'm just going to talk to you while Aaron's gone. As as somebody who's been around Aaron for the last, like, I think eight years, 
I've never seen him move quite that fast. He literally grabbed his phone because he got the notification that the doorbell app had been rung and he was out of here like so fast. There was no apology. And there was also something on his face I rarely see. The biggest smile I've ever seen on Aaron Dicer. Like maybe had I been there when his children were born, he would have had a similar smile, you know, but this was the biggest smile I've seen. So right now he's upstairs. He's got, I mean, this is in my imagination. I can't see it because there's no like camera for me to be a hundred percent sure, but he has, oh, yep. He's back. And there it is. There it is. There's the box, the pixel X4. Okay. So now we're going to change our show to the unboxing of the new pixel four. No, you did it, Aaron. Hey, I kept, I kept the show going for us. Oh, you mean I don't have to edit anything out? No. Mm, I don't know. That seems risky. No, you don't. I left you in a room with a microphone. <laughs> All I did was I talked about stuff. Did you? Uh-huh. Was it about uh, what uh, old wives tales Americans still believe? Are you going to go? No, you have to open it. I'm not opening it during the show. You left during Wait, it's the not like we show. Have, it's not like we, but I was going to cut that out. You're the one that decided to keep talking and make it part of the show. I pretended like we were doing a live show because here's the thing, Aaron. Can I tell you something? Sure. I want to do a live show with you again. Yeah. And I want it to be this show. And I want us, when we do the show, to go live every time, no matter what time it is. Okay. Can we do it? Yeah, for sure. See, we know how to do a live show. Right now, I'm, I'm putting pressure on you because we're in front of a live audience. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> but your imagination is strong. <laughs> Uh, no, let's, let's finish it up. Let's, uh, let's, let's finish it up quickly so you can unbox yeah, yeah, this Yeah, sure. Thing. No, that's what, listen, you are more important than this Aww, phone. So yeah, he's lying to you. <laughs> not lying to you. Okay. No, really. What was the last article? Uh, yeah. Americans still believe these old wives tales help their health. Now, did I miss something about how the term old wives tales is, is it seems offensive to me. It does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Old wives tales sounds like, you know, First, there's a gender thing too. It's gender specific. It's age specific. It's kind of like you know, old women believe anything. You know, kind of. I don't know. It just. I don't. I don't. Okay, that's interesting. Because like to me, I kind of respect the old wives' tales. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's a way to pass down knowledge. And even though there wasn't, you know, scientific discovery and you know a lot of the mm-hmm. education and sure. experience we have now, that's how things were passed down. Well, like, in this this uh, article like talks base. about how many things that have been passed down actually do have some basis in truth. Uh, for instance, carrots being good for your eyes. You know, yeah. like that's a tale that's been passed down. That actually there's some science there that backs that up. You know, certain vitamins and and things that are in carrots. But I was curious as to which ones uh most of us still believe and there is one in this that i that i believed until i read this uh it, we learned about one on our other podcast recently what which was, was that? that women do not cycle to the moon <laughs> yeah and that really bothered me <laughs> <laughs> you're still coping with that i'm still kind of struggling because that old wives tale has now been debunked and i didn't realize it and i still believed it up until like yeah. four days ago yeah uh 55 of people including me uh, think milk builds strong bones. That's actually not true. Um, so okay, but that's part of like their that's part of their promotion. I know, right? So if it's not true, why would they be promoting that? Uh, because it's just assumed to be believe. So yeah, you want to hear some more of these? Yeah, but okay, I also are you sure? I'm kind of mad at the milk people right now. Uh, let's see. Forty five percent still believe sleeping with wet hair will result in a cold. Oh, that's interesting. No, but it was really, really wacky looking hair in the morning. <laughs> that so is true. There that is, is true. Pro con. Forty two percent still believe that cracking knuckles causes arthritis. Then thank goodness I don't believe that one because <laughs> I do that on the regular. Forty one percent of people believe eating chocolate causes acne. Oh. <gasps> 
Forsooth. <laughs> forsooth. I don't know. I just popped into my yeah, head. Yeah, no, that's great. It's one of those words that I know uh, I do wrong. Uh, 45% of people still believe spices clear your sinuses. Okay. Um, all spices or just some? It, it just says spices. Okay, that's actually kind of true in a weird way mm-hmm. because it does make you have a runny nose, which kind of makes you feel like you're cleaning out your sinuses. Not that it actually is working on your sinuses, but right, it is, right. it's enacting. Well, here's another thing this article talks about, which uh, which I've talked about a lot as well, is how powerful the brain is to actually control what you think are involuntary responses. So the sinus clearing up the sinuses seems like something, you know, an involuntary response, but the brain is the one activating it. And so it's it's interesting to see how things we think are true actually become true because our brain makes them true. Which is why we should all take a moment right now and believe we are well. <laughs> well, and that's kind of where the study comes from, too, is the fact that uh, there was a recent study done that uh, I think 12 days out of the month is what the average person feels healthy. Um, so less than half the month, uh, they would say they feel well or healthy. So it's kind of one of those things where we're feeling all these ailments, you know, and trying to find ways to cure them and ways to fix them mm-hmm. in our environment. With so. physical things instead of our minds. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, so there are a lot of them here. Uh, the turkey makes you tired thing is mentioned. Uh, gum That's ta- true. Gum taking. Yeah, the tryptophan thing. Not necessarily true. Um, what is this article? The is this gu- on? Never mind. <laughs> gum takes seven years to digest. Uh, uh, caffeine stunts growth. Uh, feed a fever, starve a cold. All kind of these things that have been passed down and kind of they're different. They're different varying levels of accuracy mm-hmm. to them. So I find it, I find it fascinating. Yeah. Because I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, you. it's, it's very Snopes.com-y. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay because I like that site too. Hey, listen guys, show's over. See you later. Aaron's got to open a box. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but okay, we, it is true actually. Actually, we are at the end of the show. Guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, Peruse the News. We will be back next week, I think. <laughs> I believe so. I think that's, I mean, unless the goal something is to go crazy weekly, happens. Unless something crazy happens. Um, if you have any ideas or questions or anything like that, you guys want to connect with us, we do have an email. It is feedback at shoethedough.com. You can write us there and it will be sent through the interwaves right over into our computers. And then we can go, oh, look, a person is listening. Thanks to uh, Chris Tilly for uh, making the Shoe the Dough theme song. Thanks to uh, producer Phil for helping us with all things Studio DNA. In fact, hey, Studio DNA is uh, this show is part of the network for Studio DNA. We have other shows on the network you may enjoy. Yeah, Studio DNA uh, actually came from this show. So thank you for making it possible. And thanks for our Studio DNA members who uh, love the podcast on the network so much that they throw three bucks a month our way. It's incredible. Uh, We really do appreciate you. If you want to find out more about those things, you can go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. Just one level of membership gets you access to all the bonus podcasts as well as every podcast on the network. If you want to connect with Aaron, he's at Twitter at Aaron Dicer and Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter too at Danae Says. If you're having a good time, make sure you tell a friend. Uh, They'd probably like it too. Okay, okay, we gotta go. I gotta gotta check out my new phone. Okay, Okay. I gotta go. We gotta go. Bye.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.